Hi, I'm Mara Webster with Increative Company, and today we're joined by the wonderful Regina Hall to talk all about her movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Um, and, and I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the the roadmap of the short film into the feature and, and how that was a useful tool for you in, in finding this character and, and particularly just having a real sense of, of the tone of the film because Adama Ibo, who's the writer and director, had, had made a short film that was these same two central characters and even some of the lines of dialogue in the short are the same in the feature. So it's a real evolution and expansion and so I was interested in how useful that was to you when you were first cast in this and you started to look at how she was potentially going to tell the story on screen well I actually read the script first before I watched the um the um the short and um I loved the tone of of the film but it was great to be able to see the tone of the um to see it you know you could you could hear it reading it but to actually watch it was actually really um, wonderful. I mean, I think more than anything, you know, I thought the the, um, wonder, the, the woman, the, the young woman in the short was so great and the guy, both of them, they were so great. So then it turns into, oh my goodness, they did a great job. How do I make the performance my own while using the same lines, um, even though it's a totally different kind of project. So I just think also just shows uh, Adama's strength as a, as a filmmaker and the clarity of what she was trying to say with the movie. So now that we have a full feature, we're able to really understand like, you know, this is what this means to her, but also how she wants to play with it as opposed to just like make um, the audience have some type of decision that, you know, that it's a little more fluid than that. I love that. And and you've also mentioned that as part of your research that you kind of went down a rabbit hole of, of finding a lot of videos of, of women who are first ladies within churches and just looking at the way that they described that role, the way that they viewed themselves. And so how mm-hmm. was looking at a lot of videos of that? Were there certain linearities that you found that were helpful for you with this character? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it was definitely... Um, wonderful to just hear them and what it felt like emotionally. I think just just realizing what they probably deal with that they don't, the congregation has no idea about is what I found really, really interesting and really um, compelling about their journey because we really don't know that. We kind of always see them sitting and smiling and we just assume they're okay, but we're not really, really ever exploring their own internal struggle, just kind of what the you know, with the, with the pastor, you know what I mean? But we don't show what, what it's like to be there. And the film is told in a way that, you know, it's, it's satirizing this idea of, of mega churches and, and creating this reflection and, and a lot of questions, but it's doing it from a place of love. It's not criticizing religion itself. It's criticizing the way that it's utilized as a tool in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did that inform the way that you viewed this character as well, knowing that that was the approach, you know, tonally, again, even, you know, when you look at the details in the script and you look at the short, it's always clear that that's the intention of it. I mean, I think for me, you know, there's the reality of just always trying to portray the humanity of a, of a, of a, of a character. And also, you know, I mean, there is the idea of where, where the church does needs, need evolution. You know what I mean? And there is, um, there is the reality of, 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 what, of, of, of what the church does not really address or acknowledge a lot. And it's important and how that affects, there's a fallout that affects a myriad of people, but, but, and, 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 it's okay for us to look at ourselves. It's okay for us to look at institutions. It's okay. I mean, everything has to involve the human species, how, 
And then that evolution should also affect the institutions that represent us. But, but I think for her, it was to show the humanity of people who do make choices to stay. That it, it, it looks black and white from the outside, but it's a lot more complex than that. And I wanted people to have compassion for her, but she's neither saint nor villain, like most of us, you know, she's certainly not innocent. She's staying in a situation for her own needs, but how do you, how do you, how do you create both realities so that, so that an audience <clears throat> doesn't sanctify or vilify her? And she's also in the space of extreme isolation because of, of the scandals that her husband's had and standing by his side. There's a lot of criticisms that, that are levied against her for staying with him. And so everyone in her, in her world has very much distanced themselves. You know, there's an interaction mm. at the mall that we see where someone, you know, she's like, oh, we should catch up. And the other yeah. one's like, have a great day. Like, see you later. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, the scene with her mom was, was so telling because that that's the one person that she tries to confide in and it's not received in, in the way that she needs it in that moment. And so how did you view the, the real isolation and loneliness of a character like this that doesn't have anybody to turn to? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a part, that was a really specific part to know that she's always has to have this presenting self. And that one time where she's like, I don't know if I can do this, the, the, the person that you're like, my mother, her beliefs about about uh, the church are bigger than her daughter's needs in that moment. And I think you get to start to see why Trinity is, for lack of a better word, trapped. And so, or at least that's how she feels. You know, there's a portion of her that feels that. And it's important because by the time you get to the ending of the movie where she does kind of make her, the first time I think we kind of really see the real her, how she's vulnerable what she feels like you just kind of see how that isolation has driven her to that moment you know what I mean because she bears the brunt of all the people's vitriol even even just as much as her husband and 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 yet she's also out there really trying to do all the work to save the church and you're like why is she doing all this for this man but you realize it's it's bigger he is he is a part of what she's built as much as feeling like that she had a part in building that that you know that foundation of that church did, within that, did, did you and Adama talk much about her upbringing, her upbringing, her childhood, you know, her relationship with, with her mom? Because it feels like even the reason that she stays by her husband's side a lot is because of the way that she was raised. And, you know, Absolutely. no matter what, this is a commitment that you've made to not just your husband, but to God. And even just the fact that she's called Trinity kind of says a lot about yeah. her as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I believe that that is all true. And we talked about it. I mean, I did you know, Sterling, I talked about it. I had my own idea of my, you know, my own backstory for my family and where I, you know, the church. And then, you know, and then as a group, we talked about it and, you know, Adama kind of talked about her ideas of what she had thought and then kind of what I thought, but I, I think a hundred percent, like many of us, what we believe is incredibly affected by what we're taught, you know, and then that's with choices that we, we do make in our own. Like, and if we believe that they're good or bad, even if it's not intrinsic to our own spirits and our own knowing, if it's what we're taught, those are two things that are hard to fight against. But yeah, we, we definitely, cre- I think creating the history of Trinity and, and not just her mom, but her dad, you know, what she saw her own mother endure, what endurance is. I, th- I think that's why in that, 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 that scene was not in the original script when I got it. So she added the scene with her mother. And I think it was just a really important layer also because it informs, you know, that she probably saw her mother deal with a lot. And that is just what being a 
you know, our mother doesn't say, you know, are you whatever, whatever. She says, are you a Christian? So it kind of falls under how she defines herself as a Christian woman. And when it came to building the the dynamic with Sterling K. Brown and, and building out facets of their marriage, there's so many little details interwoven. You know, I even remember watching it and being struck by the fact that he's like criticizing her for the way that she's moving her silverware on the plate and being like, you know, that that's my grandmother's China, you know, be careful. And so there's just like these little things that, that have like niggled for years because they've been together for so long, but also things that they really love and care about in each other because they've been together for so long. And so how did you find what those little details and intricacies of, of a long marriage between the two of them were going to look like? Well, you know, I think Curtis, um, um, Lee Curtis, I'm calling him Lee Curtis. I think, I think Sterling and I just had great chemistry and uh, we had so much fun yeah. discovering and talking about their relationship. So when it started, we just kind of knew and then certain things were in the script, but you know, you, you, you realize what they've navigated and um, they know what they're about to navigate and the small details of what that is. And I think for us, I mean, that was, some things we talked about, some things we discovered in the moment. That's that's the fun part of becoming those two characters and kind of living them out. And we were lucky. We had a lot of time to rehearse. We had a lot of time to prepare. We had a lot of time with Adama and Adana, especially for an independent film. I won't say a lot of time, but, you know, any time on an independent. Two days is a lot of time. But we did. We had a couple of days rehearsal. And I think those few days just being able to sit and talk about it and building that in was really great for us. And then it gave us the time to, you know, be like, what makes them work? Like, because you also need an audience to watch that and say, I see why they're great for each other. But of course, obviously we see why they're not, right? So they should be best friends, but you do see that, that in the middle of that, there's a lot of love. There is a lot of love, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated. And, and, you know, I think, um, Sterling um, does such a great job in making you feel compassion for him too. You know, like he's not just a monster. He is, he's a conflicted man. You know what I mean? And he's, he's walking with that as he calls it sin, right? We would just call it and say it is who he is, but you know, under the, under the guise of what, what, what their life is, then, you know, it's devil's torment because he can't be, you know, so in a, in a, in a, if they weren't in the church, they'd probably be best friends. And, and with the fact that that is what he's going through and obviously other people know that he's, he's going through all of that as well because of the public scandals that they've had together as a couple, how much did you think she allowed herself to be aware of it and, and tell herself the truth versus how much she had to kind of protect herself in order to stay in the marriage mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, it was just one time, you know, it was just this, it was just this yeah. one thing. It was just this one thing. That's, that's not who he is. It was just a moment. Well, you know, I think knowing is always there now. What, no, <laughs> what you allow yourself to um, accept or believe is different, but I think she knows but I also think she believes that is changeable because she believes God is that powerful. And so, yes, yeah, she does believe, oh my goodness, he's a righteous man. Of course, he'd be tempted and tormented, but Trinity probably knows and has known. We saw the love scene. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, know, there's some, we know that there's something, there's, there's, and it's not, about, it's not about just how you know, they're having sex. It's about the intimacy that he's not able to have, right? It's not about like, 
how they have sex. It's that he does, he is not, they have an incredibly close relationship, but there's a, there's an intimacy that lovers have, right. That, that, that is not there between the two of them. And, um, and I think, I think she can't not see it. You can't not see it, but she also can't see it. She can't allow herself to see that. I also love that we get to see how much he really does look to her and need her support. You know, there's there's a moment where he's practicing a sermon and she's there kind of giving him advice and guiding him. And he's really looking for her feedback because he knows that, you know, if she thinks this is good, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, and so how important were moments like that, you know, not just playing to the ideology of everything that she gives yeah. him and support being by his side, but actually getting to play to it as well. I just think it was important because it showed the partnership they had. That that was the that church, like she did define him as, you know, he's the face of the congregation, but you know, she's the spine. And I think that 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 for her is like that is why she, that is why in the end, when she's like, this is my church, she knows how much she builds and that man up in those speeches and like and what she represents and the strength that she is. I think a lot of people on the outside don't understand the strength of a first lady. And I think that was also pivotal because in order for him to do what he does, she must be there to uh, support and uphold. You know, he really can't do it without her. And, and she may not get all the, you know, the glory. Um, but the reality is they both know how important and he does too. You know, it, 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 it is, it, it's why he knows he needs her to be there, not just for the image, but emotionally to sustain, um, you know, he needs Trinity deeply, deeply. And so, I, but I, I thought it was so wonderful that uh, Adama showed that because that is, that, is, that is another part of their relationship that does work. There are parts of them that work beautifully, you know what I mean? And then there are parts of them that are really too fractured to have a, um, for Trinity and, and probably Lee Curtis to, type, to have the type of happiness they would want in a marriage. And, and with that strength in her as well, you know, she puts on, on such like a positive facade so much of the time yeah. for everyone around her. And yet there's these little inflections and just like these really heartbreaking moments where just, you know, all these tiny intricate looks in your performance where we see the moment where she's caught in herself and, and, and the facade isn't, is working for everybody else, but isn't working for her. Um, mm-hmm. Did you find that, that the script was giving you those moments or how did you find where those little moments and just those little nuanced looks were going to be that give the audience that window into every thing that she's shouldering in order to be able to express herself in the way she does. I mean, for me, it was just the truth of what Trinity would feel like in those moments. And like, and, and what was great is, is what was great is the, the device of having the, the uh, documentary camera and, you know, and then actually the idea that she wasn't being filmed. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes the, the, the gravity in the moment, you know what I mean? Cause it also, you know, she very much reacts to Sterling K Brown's performance to Lee Curtis. And so there are things that Sterling does on the, that are not on the paper or that he, that are different just because of how he, he is. And those things are just those opportunities for things to land or how, you know, it resonates when she's playing off of another actor and things that she sees. And those are moments where you get to see that, you know, even just seeing the boys in the mall, you know what I mean? Where you're like, wait, those are the boys. It's, 
it, those are the moments that take you out of the reality of, you know, the presenting self where you're like, look how happy we are. And then the moments that she has that are, you know, you're trying to be really great and hold your sign out. And the woman is holding a baby calling you disgusting. It, you know what I mean? So I think there, there's a part that's scripted and there's parts that where she and Sterling are together, Lee Curtis are together. And um, just the realness of what's going on around her, just, you know, the way that that is a lot sometimes for her. And, and you bring up the, the documentary crew that exists within, within a narrative feature. And mm. so in essence, you have this performance that there are times where she's not remembering that the camera crew are there at the beginning she's kind of not thinking about it because she's not used to it and then she kind of starts to adapt to it and is is kind of trying to control it and um but did that kind of require having to to think a little bit more about your relationship with the camera because you're not just thinking about okay I'm giving my performance to here but within the the context of the scene this is where the the documentary crew would be so I need to make sure that she's kind of acknowledging and also looking over there almost as if it's this other character to play to Absolutely. You had to be like, wait, where's my documentary camera? Are you all shit? Yeah, that was always tricky. Sterling and I would be like, all right, like before we start, we're like, what's our camera crew? Who can see me? Because there is the camera crew that's holding the camera, which is, (laughs) you know, and you're trying to make sure that you have those beats alone and then the beats where you recognize them. So that is, yes, that was something to try to navigate while not thinking about it, but thinking about it. So you have to think, you have to be conscious about it for one set of cameras and then completely ignoring the other set of cameras. So yeah, that, that, that was a little tricky. You definitely had to figure out who was who and, and, and where they were and if that camera was going to move. And I, I love that it goes from her at the beginning. There's a moment where she's like, can they hear us? Cause she doesn't know how yeah. sound recording works. And then it gets to a point where she's like, can we cut that? Can we pause? You know, and they're doing the the kind of like water baptism scene. And she's like, can we do that over? We need to redo this part. Yeah. So she becomes yeah. quite savvy with it as time goes on. Um, did you find like, were the scripts really giving you that pathway of, you know, here's how comfortable she is. Okay. This is where she's actually starting to, to take on some autonomy because, you know, she's someone who owns her space. So of course, she's going to do that with the crew yeah I think at first she's really unaware like you said when she's like can they hear us do they talk is it just us and then yes as the day goes on you see her becoming very aware and aware that she's being filmed because I think when cameras are following you all the time like you know in the mall to the store you start to be like wait this is all being documented and even in that first scene with Lee Curtis when they're on the throne and she says um Um, and she says, listen, I just want to be clear about what we're filming here. Like at that point, she's already getting savvy. Like, I want to know, like, how is this going to look? You know, she never, she was never fully on board with Anita anyway, because she's like, she knows her husband's a loose, you know what I mean? She knows that he is, he has a performative aspect to his, to his, you know, to his personality and she knows the danger, but I think being knowing and being aware is two different things. So she's aware. Yeah, she definitely becomes aware pretty quick. And that was that was great because, you know, that's also scripted and then you have Adama and then Sterling. So that helped a lot. 
and with the comedy of this character as well, there's a lot of comedy mind for moments where what she's saying is at direct opposition to what we're seeing on screen at the same moment, you know, talking about her relationship with God and spirituality at the same time as being like, we love Prada, Prada's great, you know, or even just the camera zooming in on the price right. point of a hat. That Although she's it's in not the money, it's prosperity is a sign of her. It's yeah. a sign of being right with God. So you know, there's a way to justify that. So that that's just the price prosperity. That's that's evidence. That's evidence of their divine alignment. But yes, I think that was the fun of it. I think that's the duality of it. You know, and I do believe they believe that. I certainly don't believe that that was insincere. They're like, look, look, this is evidence of us being right with God. That's why we have all this. So what her mother said, look at what you have. And then, of course, the, there's the infamous honk for Jesus scenes within within the film as well, which are so brilliant because I think, again, they they capture everything that she's trying to do for her husband. There is mm-hmm. a comedic aspect to it because it's just, you know, again, so heartbreaking to watch this woman just like putting herself out there and just not getting it in return. And meanwhile, he's at the side being like, you need to give them more. We're not getting enough honks. Um, and so what was the dynamic of, of filming those scenes and those moments for you? Those scenes were rough because it was hot in Atlanta. It was very hot under that mind makeup. It was not easy, <laughs> you know, trying to, to pan, pander to the audience and, I mean, not the audience, the people who are really honking, mind you, because they don't know. And, um, and, and, and then going and we had to do it in two areas, the actual street, then another street that was quieter so you could do dialogue. But um it was tough because, you know, you, you know, she's really giving it her all. And you've got Lee Curtis, who it's never enough with Lee Curtis. It's never enough. And there's the realization of like, I am walking in quicksand, you know, a little bit with this man. And, um, but I'm going to choose the quicksand because it's what I know. You know what I mean? It is what it's so, yeah. So, but, but we had those days we had fun. We ad lib. We just, we just, we just had a ball. We're like, we're going to melt. So we might as well have fun melting. Yeah. And you also bring up the, the mime makeup as well, because that that's part of Lee Curtis always being like, how can we make this more extra? And so she dresses up as a praise mime. Oh my gosh. Um, And in essence, that leaves you delivering the most heart-wrenching scene of the film with mime makeup on your face as well. And so what what was the added element of doing a scene like that, but then also doing it in mime makeup, which on the surface is funny, but at the same time, it's this really emotionally heartfelt moment for your character. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that was tough. You know, you always wonder how much emotion will show when you're in mime makeup. You know what I mean? Will you feel her? So that was one of those scenes. I was like, I hope that worked. I hope I didn't ruin their movie because you know that it's an important scene and you know if it doesn't land, such a linchpin to Trinity's character. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, oh my gosh, it's like her most vulnerable, but she's also masked, you know? So it's, it's um, um, it was just, it was, uh, you know, I don't necessarily remember <laughs> and I just remember being like, I want to do it again. And then, you know, when Adama was like, we got it, we got it. And feeling like, no, we don't. But you know what I mean? The sun was going down. <laughs> the sun was going down. But it was, um, you know, it was, it was important. You know, it was, it was, I think, the reveal into a little bit of her pain. You know, a little bit of her pain. And, um and it was, I think, as vulnerable as, as as Trinity was going to get with the cameras rolling, because it was like 
you know, she was aware that they were there, tired of them there. And then the moment when she says that she, you know, that this was hers. And it was a weird thing because it was kind of dark, you know, because she's like, I'd kill him before I'd let him go. But you're, but there's, you know what I mean? There's an, she invested in that, you know what I mean? And that wasn't, it just, you know, it meant a lot. So yeah, that was, that was a, that was a, a tough, that was a tricky scene, but, 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 but very important for that, for that relationship and that, and for Trinity. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful scene, and and with the fact that ultimately, you know, the the end of the film is her recommitting to this marriage, and and still committing to that idea of no matter what, it's the two of yeah. us, and we have to make this work. Um, how did you want to to leave her emotionally as a character, given everything that she has kind of allowed herself to confront within herself throughout the journey? Well, I do think that she makes a stride. It may seem small, but you know, when she decides I'm going to wear the hat, we've seen her do so much sacrifice. I think we see that, yeah, they'll stay together, but there will be a shift. There'll, you know, there's some ownership that she takes and things that she will and will not do. And I, I, I think that so, although their relationship will continue, it won't continue the same. And I thought that was really important to show that, 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 that there was a level of growth and a sense of, um, a sense of self and worth and like, you know, I, 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 I'm going to stay, but you're not it's not going to be the same. And so I thought that it was, and I thought that gave her a different sense of self and assuredness, which hopefully you can feel in the end. No, you absolutely can. And it's, it's such a wonderful performance in the film and I really, really loved watching it. So thank you so much for sharing all of these wonderful details. I so appreciate it, Regina. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so good to see you again.